We are also brought to you by the greatest damn shirts on planet Earth. Fresh clean tees. Guys, I don't know where you're at. If you're like me, South Texas, that spring summer weather is starting to creep up on us. It's starting to get a little warmer. And it's time to update the wardrobe. You got to shed those winter layers and get you some new tees. Some Henleys, some crewnecks, some V-necks, whatever you need. Fresh clean tees has got it. You need to get you some. And even if it may be still a little breezy, still a little cooler temperatures wherever you're at, they got you covered there too. Some long sleeves, some bombers, some hoodies. It's the, they're so cozy and they fit you like a glove. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. I'm wearing them all the time. If you see me, 99.999% of the time, I'm wearing them. Fellas, get you some fresh clean tees. Head to the link in the show notes below and go check them out. My guest today is a friend of mine. Um, she is a powerful advocate for CF, cystic fibrosis, which is mainly what we cover today. Her brother um, has the condition and she is just, every, she's got events throughout the year. She's got fundraisers. She's very outspoken about this, very passionate. Um, so that is the bulk of today's episode. We also talk a lot about life, about um, working for the airlines, just all types of stuff. It's a great episode. I know y'all are going to love it. So please give a warm welcome to the incredible Kim Lacombe. Now I have to wait, make these weird noises for the ASMR people. You have to. They love it. Like, They'll request it. Just <laughs> <laughs> They're like, please bring back the girl that makes the weird ass noises. Mm -hmm. She's I our new it. ASMR favorite. <laughs> Okay. Good? Yeah. yeah. Let's start. We already did. That's all ASMR'd on oh, there. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you could be known for. But, so yeah, like I was saying earlier, like, I am grateful that you were down to do this. And, yeah. Well, thank you for inviting me. Of course. You're asking me to. Like I said, all the health nutty stuff I've been diving into lately, and then when it popped up, I was like, prime example. So, how's your brother doing now that he's back? He's good. I just saw him right now at my parents' house, and... He's doing good. He's on some uh, oral antibiotics now, mm -hmm. but when he was in the hospital, he had to be on the IV antibiotics. Mm -hmm. but yeah, he's doing good. Went back to work yesterday. Oh, dang. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do you call it, like, what would be the proper terminology when it happens? Like, a flare-up, an incident, like, uh, Well, what event? happened is he got double pneumonia in his lungs. And he could kind of feel it. I mean, mm -hmm. his lungs are always affected mm -hmm. by CF, but uh, he said one felt heavy or hurt. One of his lungs hurt, and he could tell. So he asked for an x-ray. They took an x-ray, and they're like, yeah, you're feeling double pneumonia starting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for people with cystic fibrosis, that could turn deadly. You know, mm -hmm. that could be something that puts them in the hospital for weeks or something they don't recover from. Mm -hmm. Um, so thankfully he agreed to finally go to the hospital <laughs> Put days later. Aside, yeah. yeah, you men, y'all are so stubborn and don't like medical help. We have problems, but doctors are scary. Yeah. Luckily they were able to get him in and help him out. And then also diabetes. There's a CF related diabetes, which he has as well. Yes. He also has that as well. I'm not sure if your book talks about that, but, uh, so his numbers, with diabetes were like all out of whack also mm, just so, all over the charts and going crazy yeah they Jeez. needed to like bring his blood sugars back down and just it was it's basically like a tune-up he goes in for like a yeah. week to 10 days and it's like a tune-up to try and help get him up and running again mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
So, but he's out now. Oh, that's good. Well, because for, so for people don't know, like a quick breakdown of CF is just the genetic disorder that creates all that like mucus, mucus surplus mm-hmm. in the lungs, pancreas, digestive sinuses. system. Yeah. Yeah. It mainly affects, yeah, your lungs and your digestive system, but really can affect all of your organ systems. Reproductive. Mm. Most people with CF can't have kids. Really? Um, your pancreas and, you know, other things that is the reason diabetes mm-hmm. forms or, you know, why you get diagnosed with diabetes is just almost all your organs are just slowly coated with mucus, mm-hmm. a mucus layer. And, but yeah, the main organs it's known to affect are the intestines and the lungs. Mm-hmm. And that's why most CF people eventually need lung transplants. Because mm-hmm. it just gets permanently coated and, and yeah, your lung function no decreases and it's damaged. It's almost like scar tissue builds up, mm-hmm. and your lungs become so heavy and so much scar tissue that you literally can't breathe. They compare it to breathing and the feeling of a seventy-year-old smoker. Like that's what your lungs Jeez. eventually feel like, or like you have emphysema. Mm-hmm. So they you know, recommend, or it gets to a point where you need oxygen. And so Mm -hmm. some CF people leading up to their lung transplant, they'll have an oxygen tank like 24 seven. They need like a smoker, like a person with emphysema. Yeah. Cause that's what their lungs are comparable to. Jeez. Does he have any like preventative maintenance as of right now? Like I know they have some of those type of super inhalers that help with the, you know, dilating of the lungs. Yeah, there's definitely things that help you know Mm -hmm. like um there's a thing called a vest so that literally vibrates it's a vest that blows up it vibrates their chest to Mm -hmm. knock literally like the mucus out (laughs) growing up it was like crazy seeing that but um and then he just coughs it out and that helps clear the airways Mm -hmm. clear his lungs um the inhalers nebulizers like people Mm -hmm. with asthma do that also helps them and I mean, and every year there's, you know, new medications, oh, yeah. new things coming out. New device, yeah. Have definitely uh, helped people live longer with mm-hmm. CF. Well, because I, I didn't know about the vest. I had recently, when I was doing my homework ahead of time for this, um, you see these days all over Instagram, like the massage therapy guns. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, CF patients have been using something similar to that forever. And that's what I saw On originally. Their back or something. Yeah, or and chest. like I said, the knocking, you know, motion that yeah. would open everything up. So now the. I didn't know about the full-blown vest. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's expensive. Like, those vests, if you don't have health insurance, it's horrible. Like, those vests cost tens to $20,000. It's like a car. Yeah. And if you can't afford it, I mean, it's like almost with any disease in America. If you can't afford, you know, medicine for it, you Mm -hmm. could die from it because you can't afford to get the help and medical attention you need for it. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I mean, his medications he takes daily and monthly. I mean, it would be upwards of 10000 a month on uh, just his medications alone if he wasn't on my, our parents' health mm-hmm. insurance. Yeah, if that was out of pocket. Mm-hmm, yeah. Jeez. I mean, even with him being on the insurance, you know, we still pay probably about 1000 a month oh, for yeah. medications. Copay and things like that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but that only lasts till you're 26 because then once you're 26, you're no longer on your parents' Mm -hmm. (laughs) health insurance. So, you know, right now we're trying to make him realize and focus on finding a job with good health (laughs) care. Full-time employment. Yeah. Full benefits. Because he's what, 24? Yeah. He's 24. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But that's still, I mean, in itself is like a feat that he's made it to 24. Oh, of course. Because he's already, you know, outlived two life expectancies mm, that he was all the given. Odds. Yeah. yeah, so I think, you know, part of his like thought process on it is like, well, I wasn't even supposed to live this long. So I'm just going with the flow. Yeah. It's like, no, well, like, let's try to plan for the future yeah. and prevent things from, you know, getting worse, mm-hmm. you know, or, you know, prolonging the inevitable. Yeah. Because CF is not curable. There is mm-hmm. no cure. So it is inevi- inevitable that, you know, he will get sick eventually and not recover. Mm-hmm. And, you know, worse comes worse, he'll either need a lung transplant, which any transplant can only buy you a few more extra Correct. years. Um, so it's really up to him whether he even wants one or not. Some people decline. Yeah. Transplants. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, and y'all as his family, y'all love him like that's. Yeah, of course. So we're his advocates. And I mean, men, like I said, y'all are very stubborn to help, very stubborn to medical attention. Mm-hmm. Y'all will be sick or hurt and just avoid the doctor. Throw some dirt on it. At all, co- at yeah. all costs, yeah. <laughs> it's like y'all are scared to know the truth from the doctors. Like, oh, it'll go away. Oh, it'll go away. Yeah. So that's what me and my mom try to do is advocate for him. And I'm sure we're really pushy sometimes and he gets tired of it, but... Mm-hmm. That's our job. That's what you do for the people you love. Yeah, you have to. Did you ever see that one viral one? It was like a billboard somewhere that said, like, this year thousands of men will die from stubbornness. Mm-hmm. And, and then someone spray painted, no, we won't. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, that's true. Yeah. Because, like you said, just the apprehension to go to the doctors and, like, face the truth. You don't like, want to get checked. Even when y'all know something's wrong, you don't mm-hmm. want to get checked because you just don't want the answers to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to know the truth. But. Yeah. I wonder where that comes from. I'm still like, because it makes me think of my dad and his second bout with cancer. And I remember when he came back from a work trip, like his neck where the mass had begun to grow was like enlarged. And I went to go see them and I was like, hey man, the fuck is that? And he was like, oh, like my glands are just swollen. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, and like he resisted a couple days. In and, denial. Yeah. And he was like, no, it was like, it was cold where I was at. And like my my sinuses and my glands and everything are just swollen. So I was like, no, it's clearly on one side. It's clearly abnormal. And like it was screaming in the house for a couple of days until he's like, fine, I'll go to the fucking doctor. And then like, yeah, man, cancer made a comeback. Stop being so stubborn. Let's do this. And so we went through all that. And, so, and is he in remission now? Mm-hmm. Again, he's, yeah, oh, he's wow. doing really well That's these days. Amazing. Yeah. So That's props good. to him. But prime example and. I think that's why me personally, like I've learned to just like, even not, you know, you get a paper cut and go to the doctors. Of course, that's ridiculous. But if something starts coming up and it's abnormal, it's like humble yourself as a man, bite the bullet, get your ass to the doctors. Yeah. And you just, need to listen to your body. Like you, you can tell when something's off or something's wrong and that's when you need to get it checked. Same mm-hmm. with my little brother. We, you know, he didn't have a checkup for a long time. So, you know, if he hadn't been persistent and say, you know, my lungs hurt, I need an x-ray, they wouldn't have known, mm-hmm. you know, that he was so sick and had double pneumonia. So How would have double pneumonia interacted with the CF at the same time? Because, like, already CF, his lungs are filling up with mucus. Yeah, so his lungs are really susceptible to any uh, lung disease. You mm-hmm. know, like a little cold can turn into full-blown pneumonia. 
uh, it's almost like the bacteria that diseases carry mm -hmm. can easily get trapped in the mucus in his lungs. Oh. So it cultivates, and you know, diseases thrive in warm, dark, moist places. Yeah. Well, mucus in your lungs and... Just prime environment yeah. for it. And then even okay. uh, from like some of his medical equipment, sometimes they can carry bacteria if they're not cleaned well enough, mm -hmm. if you don't keep up with that, you know, that carries bacteria. So he's very susceptible, almost immunocompromised is what you could compare it to. Because that's how fragile his lungs and his health is. Yeah. Because like I said, any one thing gets in there, it's like, oh, cool. Warm, dark, mucusy place. Mm -hmm. Let's just call I'm this home. Thrive. Yeah. Thrive. Like, this is my yeah. place. And, yeah. and they do that. So then it gets scary quick. And then, so even with CF, so I don't know if you've ever seen Five Feet Apart, the movie. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that movie? What's that about? It's, it's a movie about people with cf yeah. and they it shows like two people with cf fall in love with each other mm. and they can't be any closer than five feet apart because cf there's different strains of it mm -hmm. and if they cross infect you will literally give the other person a strain they don't have and they could die from interacting with someone else who has cf what? so and like years ago they found this out before you know very early beginnings of cf i guess uh i guess they held like a camp like a cf camp you know how oh, they have like gosh. cancer camps yeah. and like or the asthma kids you know, camp. Yeah. it just helps you to relate to other people yeah. who Realize have the same alone. disease yeah. yeah so they held a camp and like within a few months, almost like all the kids, mm -hmm. everyone that had it, like had cross infected each other or, you know, they became so sick, mm -hmm. some died. So they're like, no more of that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a horrible to... way to find out. But yeah. yeah. And so even now, any CF event that there is, any fundraiser, race, cure, any of that stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, they do allow more than one CF person to be there, but you have to identify yourself. You have to wear a purple shirt, a purple lay around your neck you know something mm -hmm. to let the other cf people know hey i have cf stay away uh, don't get too close so everyone knows their proximity yeah wow purple is the color for cf like uh it's purple yeah. that's like their color for yeah. their fundraising efforts and yeah but it's sad so it's like a isolating disease too you know mm -hmm. you can't go to like support groups can't go to you know camps or get togethers mm -hmm. and so that's kind of what the movie is about you need to watch it if you no. want to cry too, <laughs> because it's a—I mean, it's a chick flick, but it's, hey, I'm down for you it. know, it, it relates. It's the first movie that really has showcased mm -hmm. CF and cystic, or you know, cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. That's what we call it for short, CF. Yeah, but so cystic fibrosis a million times a day, kind of yeah, get jumbled up. And little kids that can't pronounce it, they actually mm -hmm. call it sixty-five roses. That's so cute. cute. Yeah, they can't That's... say cystic fibrosis, so they like, sixty-five Aww. roses. Yeah. Like little Stacy, she's like, I have 65 roses. Mm -hmm. I get so it's like one of their little mottos. Yeah. And, uh, but it is like isolating, you know, and that's kind of what the movie shows. Mm -hmm. Like the, the main part character. Of it. Yeah, the girl, she has a best friend that she met in the hospital. Mm -hmm. And she even says in the movie and in the book, it's based off a book. Okay. Uh, that, you know, she's never even gotten to hug or hold her best friend. Mm -hmm. It's her best friend, but she's never even been able to be closer yeah, than five feet apart and the same thing with the guy she falls in love with she mm -hmm. can't even be with him really because he has a strain that's less curable or not curable but he 
he has a strain where you cannot get a lung transplant if you catch that strain. Oh, his is you like that serious. Ineligible, ineligible. Yeah. So she can't go near him, and yeah. So you're just seeing love kept five feet apart. Yes. Throughout this whole movie yes. and freaking out. And... But it's still a sweet, cute movie. It's yeah. a tearjerker. Oh, or you like... can read a book if you like reading. Read the book. Yeah. No. Or I'm... do both. Read the book then see the movie. I am a book nerd, so I'll definitely I have know, to check I can out. Tell your big, total gut health book over there. Hey. No, the one you're reading. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, well, I mean that's what put me onto this um, of you know us linking up and having this conversation because. That's one thing I was curious about. Have so all the treatment methods they have for CF, everything they tried with your brother, have they ever steered in the direction of maybe a diet change or anything? Well, like he that? has to have a diet change. When you have CF, it's hard for you to gain weight. Yeah. Period. Your pancreas and can't process um, yeah. proteins and fats, correct? Yeah. So you mm-hmm. have trouble. You always have to have enzymes with every meal because mm-hmm. those help digest and break down your food for you. Mm-hmm. So you can never eat without having medication mm-hmm. every single meal snack everything the capsules he's yeah right because there your it. body okay. is basically unable to digest your food properly mm-hmm. and hence that's why it's hard to gain weight and maintain it and then you add diabetes on and your diet's affected even more mm-hmm. you know because with diabetes you need to watch your sugar watch your carbs mm-hmm. watch your intake make sure nothing spikes but cf you need to eat, 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 eat. You're like starving all the time, yeah. almost. So it's so frustrating to try and like balance two completely opposite diseases, mm-hmm. you know, because it's like, well, which one do you focus on? And, you know, and that's when he goes into the hospital, even the doctors and the ICU at Methodist, if they don't have a specialized CF center, so they don't know how to focus on that disease. Mm-hmm. They focus more on diabetes because that's what they know, that's what they're familiar with. Gotcha. And then even when my little brother is born, um, CF is usually diagnosed early on. Like mm-hmm. there's things that give the doctor signs of what's wrong. Uh, my brother wasn't diagnosed until six years old because doctors thought, oh, he's just he's constipated. Oh, switch his formula. Oh, try breastfeeding. This is what they're telling my mom. Yeah. The whole time my mom is telling doctors something is wrong with my son. Mm-hmm. Something is mm-hmm. wrong. For six years, she tried to find a doctor that would like diagnose him and tell her something else. But she knew something was wrong with her child. Mm-hmm. Mother's instinct. Of course. Whatever. So if you have children, you got to keep fighting for them, especially if you know something's wrong. Absolutely. Because she went to so many doctors and they were all wrong. Those doctors were all wrong. And mm-hmm. it was finally one doctor who was familiar with CF. And he's like, yeah, this is what he has. And it like all made sense. And we finally started getting him treatment. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the fact that for almost six years, he didn't have any treatment, any help, any anything, you know. Yeah. So it's a scary thing. It can be a scary thing. It sounds like it. It's yeah. ridiculous how people don't fully grasp that. I think a lot of people who grew up, you know, healthy and didn't need a lot of medical attention, but... I mean, we're young, you know, mid to late 20s and your brother included, and just the late 90s and early 2000s, like, big medicine was still so ignorant of so many conditions. Like I said, if he can make it to six years old before you finally find that one practitioner, it's like, oh, I can identify this and help him. You know, it was just trial and error and trial and error or ignorant doctors where the whole time your mother knows, hey, something's wrong. I need to find the right person to help out. Yeah. Where the kids these days, it seems like much more knowledge is out there than the internet. It's crazy now. 
they yeah. can pretty much find the 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 physician to like meet their needs right off the bat and they're finding help all you that need to do is google yeah <laughs> but it is yeah it's a lot harder to i feel like diagnose things our mothers had then. to fight tooth and nail just to like yeah. and, and research on their own mm-hmm. and just you know find doctors on their own and how many doctors told them to chill out or listen to me i'm the expert i know what i'm talking about and they didn't know shit mm-hmm. you know i mean even with medicine in general there's been so many things that have come out like I think this past year, a new drug for people with CF has come out really? called Trikafta. Okay. And it's like a revolutionary new drug that like increases the symptom, or not increases, but it helps the symptoms of CF mm-hmm. and, um, you know, helps prolong their life a little bit longer. It's helping like mitigate all that mucus buildup and mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I saw, so on Instagram, I use Instagram a lot too. Yeah. Like kill it on follow CF people, mm-hmm. <laughs> follow CF people, see about their life. Cause my brother's very private about his disease. You know, he doesn't like anyone to know yeah. really. Sorry. I'm always <laughs> doing a As you public like, yeah. podcast about it. <laughs> and then <laughs> once you're 2000 plus followers, they're like, have, oh, he doesn't have Instagram. So he'll yeah. never know. I hope. Um, What's your brother's name? No, no, <laughs> no, no. You're not going to shout. Well, He's Kim's anonymous. brother. Yeah. He's anonymous. But he, uh, what did I say? Oh, yeah, I'm using Instagram mm-hmm. to, like, find out and see the lives of people with CF because it mm-hmm. fascinates me, you know, to see people with CF who are able to have kids or, yeah. you know, get married and live long lives. And, you know, and there has been some people over the years that actually passed away that I know through social media that had CF that mm-hmm. didn't make it past lung transplant or you know, got a lung transplant and then passed away. But uh, with that new drug, Trikafta, if you qualify for it, it's supposed to definitely help you out Mm -hmm. and prolong your life. But you have to be healthy enough. So with CF, you have to be healthy enough to be able to qualify for certain drug trials. And well, because they don't want to just give it to anyone, everyone, they want to make sure you can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the transplant. You have to be healthy enough to receive a transplant. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're too sick, they already know you're probably not going to make it. Yeah. Your body won't be able to handle a transplant. Mm-hmm. So you have to prepare for a transplant. And then even after getting a transplant, you have to maintain so much more of a regimen of medicine. Mm-hmm. It like almost doubles your medication you have to take daily because you're taking anti-rejection meds. Mm-hmm. Making sure those lungs you know. stick and they, you know, everything yeah. starts working. Mm-hmm. It's like there's these very, like how you were talking earlier about his diabetes and then CF, you have this very small window of working space. Yeah. And then even with options of medication and cure, you have this very small window of working space to where it's ideal. Mm-hmm. It's a hard, hard disease to uh, work with, yeah, and deal yeah. with. <laughs> And I mean, you know, like I said, you have a pretty decent sized following on Instagram and people who are close to you and know, have known you for years know how like powerful you advocate for CF awareness and like how much you love your brother and like also your mom too. So yeah. for you two gals to take this and of course, I'm, you know, your stepdad too. I'm sure he's very powerfully about yeah, this. They're both part of a, a CF board, you know, they mm-hmm. like go to board meetings for it and do fundraisers all the time and yeah they're a lot more involved with it so but we all do our part we well, all course. try yeah you're all family you all love your brother i go through the social media route because yeah. you know it's our generation yeah. our era <laughs> which you do a great job of like you did the marathon 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the December, Klein right? for the Cure. Oh, it was the Klein, Klein for me, the sorry. Cure. Yes. Yeah. How was that? And that was really fun. It was. They do it every year. Mm-hmm. It's at the Tower of Americas, and you run a mile, and then you climb up the Tower of Americas, mm-hmm. and it's all for you know CF. All the fundraising efforts are for CF, and even like firefighters do it in like mm-hmm. full gear Dang. and everything. Uh, but yeah, People it was really fun. Like I did really well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The full get up. Mm-hmm. It's like sixty extra pounds that like this the uh, firefighters put on mm-hmm. for it, but it's fun. I did really well this year, which mm-hmm. I didn't think I would because I broke my foot. <laughs> so I was just coming off of a broken yeah. foot, but I was like, I'm gonna do it. Like I no, owe it to my brother butts, yeah. to at least try and do this event, and and I did the best I ever had in both fundraising and the physical race part. The act of actually doing yeah, it. Yeah. Because how fun. many years have you been doing it since? Probably like teenage years. Past, yeah, like teenage probably past like eight or nine years. And I mean, I haven't been able to do it every year because okay. flying for three of those years. Yeah. So, but I do it as much as I can every year that I can. That's good. Yeah. How'd you break your foot, if I may ask? Because that like had its whole theme for a while on your social media. Yeah, which like, by the foot. way, uh, I apparently <laughs> there's like a cast fetish. People oh, message me so much about they're like, no, oh not my people, God. guys. Yeah. Or did you have some women too? Yeah. No, I don't know. Okay. I I mean, like, mm. If they were, I don't know. But, but it's guys. like a whole fetish, a whole <laughs> like underground. I should have never hashtag broken foot on like one of my pictures. What were they saying? Like some of them were just like, please mail me your cast when it's That's off. what I was going like, to ask. Like, can, they with the can, whole can cast? you send me photos of like your foot in the cast? Can you oh. Oh, asking me all this info about like how I broke it? What does it feel like? All the this The whole story stuff. and they're just getting all worked up over it. Yes. Uh. And it's just like a whole world of... Uh, <laughs> That's too much. Well, it's because, like, I know guys out there, like, there's a, a large group of guys who have a foot fetish. Yeah, but so there's another is, subgroup. This, yeah, the dark subcategory. Broken foot fetish or oh just cast in general. Foot in cast. Some guy would ask, some guy asked me to send him a video of me on my crutches because I guess he had a crutch and broken cast thing fetish. And I was just like, decline. What the uh, ghost. fuck is wrong with my gender? Yeah, bring <laughs> the ghost gender. thing back. <laughs> but what is wrong with my dudes? Like, I don't know. But I I broke it on an overnight in New Mexico, and okay. I was over there for work. Yeah. And I just tripped and fell on a rock and <laughs> like just and super it broke while just, running. Yeah. You went random. you went for a run like just a normal mm-hmm, run. And, mm-hmm. What? Yeah, we were there at the hotel for work, and I went for a jog outside, and Mm -hmm. it just, I ran over a rock, and the rock broke the bone in half in my foot, and I didn't know it was broken at the time. I thought it was just sprained or something, so I kept walking on it, and I even worked like two flights with my foot broken Mm -hmm. and made it way worse, (laughs) because by the time I got to Texas and Mm -hmm. flew home, and I was like, Mom pick me up from the airport I think I broke my foot and she took me to Texas Med and they took x-rays right away and they're like wow did you walk on this after you broke it I was like maybe I was like still working you know yeah 
And they're like, yeah, you twisted your bones, like, walking on it or something. And oh, I'm sorry to interrupt. So, hold on, take uh, me back. You landed on this rock just right, and, like, it broke a bone in your mm-hmm. arch? Like, if this, if you're, like, looking at your foot, and this is your mm-hmm. foot, it broke this bone on the outer side, and, like, that long tarsal or metatarsal, I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Yeah. It's one of those words. It sounds good, yeah. But uh, it. it just broke metatarsal. that in half, and then it, like, I guess walking and on it you had continuing just... To- Oh yeah, it makes me cringe thinking about it now. But, but were you trying to be like a warrior princess and run barefoot all natural? No, some Adidas. I was in Adidas. Uh, Ultra Boost or what? No, I don't know what they're called. I don't know, but clearly. And now you're Team Nike. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I do have Nikes too. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't wear those shoes for a long time, and I remember when I wore them to the gym for the first time, I was like, Mm -hmm. "You better not screw me me now." Yeah. But yeah, because I just remember like, it was almost like a sitcom, like to where like an inanimate object has its own role for a period of time. I was like, no, oh, the cast, the, the boot. Cast, no, the boot. literally, that's yeah. how people know me now. And like at my gym at Gold's, all the, all the staff there know me because of my boots. And now they like say hi to me every day. They like know me by name. They mm-hmm. knew I was a flight attendant and I remember the day I got the boot taken off, I was like, I'm still going to the gym limping. Uh-huh. And I was still limping because uh-huh. you don't learn how to rewalk just after a few hours. Yeah. So I like go in there and I don't even have my boot. And the guy at the front desk goes, hey, where's your boot? I was like, really? Man? I was going to say, I'm imagine like, like <laughs> that's why y'all care about is the He's boot. Like, I was like, that's how you recognize me? He's like, well, yeah, you have the same limp still. I was like, oh my gosh. Appreciate like, it, bro. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> but they always... People always will tell me now, they're like, where's your boot? Where's the boot? I miss the boot. I'm like, I don't. People are freaks. <laughs> no, well, some of my friends making fun of me. No, too. I know, they're but like, even... Bring the boot back. I'm like, hell no, that stuff hurts. That... Okay, so answer the question for them. Where is it? Is it like in the closet somewhere? I is still it... have it. What if I break another bone again and Knock I need a boot? Knock on wood. Medical devices are expensive. This is true. As we discussed. That so is good thinking. I kept it just in case but i mean if someone on instagram wants to buy it for enough money one of those wow auction it off <laughs> i'm all hashtag kim boot come back kim boot kim boot that's a good one. Oh, the you know kim there's gonna be boot. some sick out there it's like 2500 right now i well, how would you? they would hell yeah ship that thing off he can oh, have shit. a dirty sock too if that's what they're into wow <laughs> there's someone listening out there like yes, yes. finally <laughs> Freaks. I know. Probably and all proceeds. No, yeah. I yes, got some weirdest. All proceeds go to, go to CF. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what I was joking around about for on one of my, I don't know if you saw that Instagram story, hmm. but when I was trying to raise money for the CF event, I was like, what is it going to take, guys? Like, I think I'm going to auction this off uh, like the girl with the Australian wildfire. Yeah, that's exactly. I was like, I don't have the body, but like I could do something for y'all. Like, what is it gonna take? And See, that, literally, mm-hmm. some guys messaged me like, "I'll donate twenty dollars if you give me your phone number. I'll donate twenty dollars if like you let me take you on a date." Like all these things, and I was like, Ugh. "So, what'd you actually follow through with?" <laughs> None. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I worked out with one guy, but because you know who seemed like a friend anyways mm-hmm. and i was just like yeah if you ever want to meet up for a workout and he's like okay i'll, I'll donate like ten dollars i was like nah, whatever every bit helps <laughs> yeah, that would have been a funny hustle though if you're like fifty dollars for my phone number and just drop it out everywhere and quick block 
Oh Give it to them. God. You get the high, high back boom block. I 50 bucks. I can't be mean like that. that. Savage. I just <laughs> it's all for CF. You got to do what you got to do. It is all for CF. <laughs> you it had a whole row of guys. Like, she blocked me. She blocked me. She blocked me. Like The things right? you're willing to do for the people you love. Okay. You I was willing to. to sacrifice myself for. <laughs> wow. Myself. I was willing to sell myself and my so time. So dramatic. For my brother's disease. Right. You love your brother. what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And see, and. It's like a double whammy on your part, though, because, I mean, yes, you're gorgeous, and then you got a sense of humor. So if you're out there doing like that, guys would be like, oh, I can just approach her like that and maybe buy her boot off her, and it's just going to get weird. Buy her boot off her. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to happen. Like, some... No, some guys really would, like, during that time, uh, you know, try to hit on me, try to do this and that to impress me. And in my mind, I was like... Maybe if you threw some uh, donation towards my brother's thing, maybe I'd notice you, but nope. Mm-hmm. Or they would reply to that video where I was like seriously advocating and trying to raise money. Mm-hmm. And they would just talk like, wow, you look so pretty, blah, blah. I'm like, that's not what this is about. Mm-hmm. Like you were ignoring my message. Clearly, you're not even listening to what I'm saying yeah, or what no, I'm like asking. About what you're about. Yeah. Yeah. I said, and you're just. This is this is why I ignore y'all. This is why I ignore y'all in the DMs. <laughs> Imagine if there had been like that one nine shining armor, or whatever. It was like, wow, I'm really about CF, and I will help any way I can. See, he would have stuck out from the crowd of exactly. bums. But exactly, and someone did. Some guy did. He oh, was really? like, I'll do the race. Like I want to do the race with you, and you know, I'm gonna sign up for it. He's been and pretty blah, heartfelt blah. about it, huh? He's been pretty heartfelt about it. Like yeah, and then sincere. he never did. Yeah. Oh, bitch yeah i was like mm, i'll okay, talk so lies <laughs> so you want to build this on a foundation of lies mm-hmm. is what you want to do he had his moment mm-hmm. no but i didn't give him a chance either so maybe that's why <laughs> yeah jeez so after the boot season you do the climb and it was like you said it was your best year yet mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i raised a thousand dollars which is a big amount for me because mm-hmm. Trying to ask people for money for something you believe in is hard on I its bet. own. So I usually never put myself out there. All the years past that I've raised money, it's been like telling my family and friends mm-hmm. and maybe making one post. Like, I don't know. It's almost you have to humble yourself. Like, it's yeah. very humbling to try and ask for people to donate to something, even if it is a good cause. You mm-hmm. know, people, there's a million fundraisers out there oh, and yeah. you can't donate to all of them. And just like you can't expect everyone to donate to yours. So I'm glad I put myself out there, though. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I, you know, got out of my comfort zone and asked for help and mm-hmm. all those all those donations because yeah. it worked for me for this year. Yeah. But I'll do it again next year. Well, I'm but. sure success will repeat itself and then come this year, 2020, it's going to be mm-hmm. even larger and bring in more donations i hope so i need to add, i need to start earlier this year i had a late start too mm-hmm. so if i do start months in advance maybe i'll get more there you go mm-hmm. when does it open up um i think in it's either september october before you know because it's every january mm-hmm. so it opens up registration opens up um you know, like september october and you can start fundraising right then you know, and from the jump since registration mm-hmm, all the way mm-hmm. two, three months leading up to January. Yeah. That's good. And I didn't even decide to do it until literally like the first week of January, like the January 1st. I was like, you know what? I need something to focus on. Mm-hmm. 
you know, everything Start with my dad and with work and everything. I was just like, I need something to focus on other than myself and my pathetic life. Stop. So <laughs> you were going through so, a lot. I know, but that just gave me something to work towards and to focus on. Yeah. And so I only raised that money in like three weeks. So I was like, wow, imagine what I could have done with more time. Yeah. Or if I really was handing out my phone number and <laughs> hustled it like that. <laughs> Was, would, wow <laughs> things mystery that i'm just saying that would point phone number block phone number block 50 50 50 50 boom hey. donations yep a couple thousand would have raised a couple yeah. thousand <laughs> but no i'm sure it's gonna be really successful this year and yes i mean that's I hope so. you i mean you even did a couple posts like that where you i think you talked about that initially how you you were you're pretty vulnerable and transparent about the hardship that happened throughout the holiday season the loss that you experienced mm-hmm. and you're like but uh, there's one time you're like, fuck it. I'm still going to go to the gym. Like, I feel like shit. I'm still going to go to the gym. And then you're like, fuck it. I'm still going to raise this money for my brothers and his cause and his condition. Yeah. And like yeah. you said, humbling yourself like that, that takes a lot to put out there. So you're like, I'm sad. I'm, I'm heartbroken. Like all the things you're experiencing um, that a lot of people can relate to when they lose the loved one. But you're like, I'm going to do my best to turn this into something positive yeah. or fire Kim up to, to put some good out there. Yeah, well, I think that's the best way that you can get over, like, a hard time is being proactive and, like, working towards something that means something to you. Uh, Being active in general, Mm -hmm. it raises, you know, all your heart, whatever those levels. All the endorphins, yeah, dopamine, all the good stuff, yeah. (laughs) I'll get real hippy-dippy about that quick. But but it helps. It, It really does help, you know. If anything, if it doesn't help you mentally it helps you physically i yeah. mean makes you you know feel better look better a little bit mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so it's definitely something that i've always used to try and like help myself get over rough times mm-hmm. working out i mean that's powerful it was like going through like a season of depression and, and stuff like that but you're just like just get moving just don't sit there because the second you sit there it's when everything just really just is when you have a pity party for yourself. Yes, if you don't do anything, you're just going to lay there and kind of be wallow sad in your own grief and, and like misery. You just like wallow in your own pity, and that's why I don't allow myself to like have days where I just do nothing all day. Because mm-hmm. I mean, some people they thrive out. They need that they, to recharge. Yeah, they a little need decompression. To just lay around and do nothing, Binge but it's like sometimes. I don't like to do that. Yeah, and I think it's also from when I worked in the airline, like. I'm used to only having go, 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 two go. days or three days off and at home. So guess what? Those three days jam-packed with mm-hmm. like plans and friends and family and shopping and like gym and doing everything I can in those three days. So I'm not used to just having a day to do nothing. Mm-hmm. But I do find, you know, if you are depressed or if you do have a hard time or season in your life, you know, the busier you are the quicker it helps you kind of get out of that funk. Yeah. You know? So just stay busy with the things that you love, though. Like, things that you know make you happy, things Mm -hmm. that you know make you feel good and better, you have to make it a priority to do those things. Yeah. Don't stay busy just for busy sake, but actually the things that Yeah, and that's what I did. You know, there's, you know, two times that I've... I like to say I've pulled myself... I wouldn't say I was depressed. Mm -hmm. I think that's a very... 
strong term. It is. And I've never been diagnosed with depression. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm thankful for that. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely times where I was on the brink of what probably would have been a deep depression because of horrible things. But I just told myself, you know what? You're going to get sunshine like five days out of the week. You're going to go do something active five days out of the week. You're going to go on a hike. You're going to see your friends. If you have any downtime, I would literally like have a schedule Mm -hmm. and fill it like by the hour with things to do so that I would be busy and, you know, around people that I love too, Mm -hmm. friends, family. Yeah. So it's definitely, there's tactics. Yeah. That's a great tactic. So it's like you didn't leave any wiggle room for, for the sadness to creep back in. Yeah. And then even at the end of the day, then you're like exhausted from your long, productive, full day and Mm -hmm. you're just like, bedtime i'll wake up to repeat it tomorrow and that's helped me it doesn't help everyone you know everyone's different that's powerful though mm -hmm. i mean i know a lot of people that could benefit from that so yeah but different people some people do need medication they need different forms of help things that don't help Mm -hmm. alcohol (laughs) yeah never i know from experience because yeah alcohol is a downer already mm. as it is and if I mean, already... you may end up getting twirled and spun around in the air for a little bit but just... <laughs> i'm just <laughs> saying one time just one time <laughs> almost broke my back <laughs> but it looked great for the gram though it looked it like you're having a blast I, you know what i need to post that video remind people what i can do how flexible <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How my back almost snapped, but I lived. Wow. That was a good post. That was yeah. a good post. People sent me memes of, like, myself. Of, like... It's, like, people actually turn into memes? Yes. Or like, wow. When I was in the air. Your fan base is huge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Your San Antonio fan base. You act like I have 10K followers. Hashtag Kimbu. Hey, what, well, well, you got, like, 2,500 or something like that? Yeah, but yeah. I feel like that's nothing in the scope of social media fame. Which is fine. I don't want social media fame unless although yes when you're trying to advocate for things the more followers you have Mm -hmm. the more you can put stuff out there and get feedback with it so of course hmm it has to start hashtagging more i need to look up hashtag you should hashtag kim boot (laughs) no that's gonna draw the wrong crowd the wrong hey some of those freaks have money i'm just gonna start walking around in my boot again be known for my boot just be kim boot i'm changing my name instead of kimla kim boot That would be right. Hey, you never know, though. Imagine, but then it comes CF season again, or um, climb for CS, and hashtag Kim Boot is trending. Next thing you know, I got those freaks out there. There's like 500, Paying for boots. I'm going to have to like buy a bunch of boots, and I'll have You're to You're going to have an extra wedge as your heels. It's going to be part of your like, footwear Just... selection. <laughs> like, Black oh. boot today, gray boot today. Oh, go with the boot with some style on it. <laughs> whatever gets the followers, whatever gets the followers. Gotcha. Well, it's like how we were talking about before we started is social media is what you make it. So if you continue to make it a tool for the things that you advocate for, like you have, you know, then it benefits you and can benefit other people too. Mm-hmm. That's true. But, like my little brother yeah. or other people with other diseases. I mean, everyone's going to do what's important to them. Of course. You know, so for me, it's CF. Mm-hmm. But, but even still, I mean, that's great advice of, of anybody going through hard times, which it seems like so many people are these days. Like, actually getting a planner out and be like, boom, filling time with productive things, happy things, family, friends, loved ones, all the good stuff. Like, a lot of people could take away from that and really apply it to their lives and benefit from it. Yeah. 
and and not, not watching Netflix either. Binge watching. It's mm, when I was at my saddest, you know, my downest times, and it was when I was. Oops, sorry, I hit the mic. Uh, <laughs> it was when I was flying, but mm-hmm. it's that job in itself is isolating. Yeah. You don't realize it till you're in that job. Because, you know, you talk and you're with people all day mm-hmm. on planes and in airports. Um, but, you know, you go to a hotel and you're alone. And you and if you've had a rough day, you can't even just, like, meet up with a friend for a drink or yeah. go see your mom for some words of encouragement. You know, you're just alone in a hotel room by yourself every night. Mm-hmm. And it's isolating. And I would, like just binge watch netflix and sit around in my own misery yeah didn't help anything so binge watching netflix and alcohol not good ideas Stay when you're from, down and out which is what so many people <laughs> gravitate towards yes, and then well, they wonder why they still feel like shit but they need to learn the different those are great things to do when you just want to relax and veg out and just you know yeah. have some wind down time yeah but there's a fine line between like going into a dark hole yeah. and making that a routine. Like I said, especially in those seasons when you're not yeah. doing that well in life yeah. too. They just you suck know, you in. Gotta put yourself out of your comfort zone and go do something active or with other people that you enjoy. Yeah. No, very true. advice for that. You never... So were like co-workers not super tight in the airline industry? Like... Some were, but every crew is different. It rotates all the time, right? Different, you work with a different crew every week that you work. And so sometimes it might be... So sometimes I would be the only female. And mm-hmm. that's... It's kind of weird to go out with three guys. Yeah. And, you know, there's good and bad people in every profession. But, you know, you have to be careful. If you're in of another course. state or city or country where anything can happen as it is. Yeah. And you can't always trust, you know, even... Your coworkers, because again, you've just met them yeah. for that trip, unless you've ever worked with them before. Mm-hmm. Which so over you, time, then it takes a while to establish a solid friendship. Yeah, and then you may never work with the same person again. You might work with a crew you love them, like mm-hmm. they are the best, and y'all bond and click and hang out and laugh, and then you don't see any of those people for months. You never fly mm-hmm. with them again, or you know, long periods something. of time. Yeah. So, and then sometimes you're just with people who are um, what we would call slam clickers, what which the is they is get that? to the hotel, they get to the room, they slam their door and click the lock. Slam uh, clickers. They slam the door and click like, the lock. Completely like, don't talk to me. Yeah, I'm they isolated. Just, yeah. They are hermits. And that's why they got this job because they just want to be alone. They don't have need family or friends or social mm-hmm. interaction, I guess. <laughs> kind of robot people. Yeah. So it just depends. Every crew is different. Mm-hmm. And then some nights you literally don't even have time to shower and brush your teeth and eat something and go to bed. Like they give you minimum rest. And then you turn around and you're back on. Mm-hmm. The next day. like, Jeez. Yeah. So some of the legalities of airlines are not that great. I see. You give insight <laughs> to it because, of course, people who, you know. I know. You need to bring me on for a whole segment on the airlines. I got you. No. Yeah. Repeat. <laughs> No, as yeah, always. That's what I tell my guests all the time. Anyone who wants to repeat, more than welcome to. Once you're in, you're part of the family. You can come and go whenever you want. <laughs> Good to know. Good yeah, to know. for sure. But um, well, because you know, people, you just see the airlines, airplanes in general, airports, and it's romanticized. People, oh, I'm, oh, I'm going somewhere. That whole but, job in general is definitely glamorized yeah you know which, becoming a pilot being a pilot being a flight attendant mm-hmm. traveling the world flying a plane 
very glamorized. Yeah, and you give a lot of realistic. Glamorous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because that's what everyone they see them like I get to go anywhere this and that so you give a very realistic perspective on it having been in it for what three years almost four years I was in it for three years yeah before and it's not all it cracks up to January. me huh? no but I mean also each biz, each uh, company you know I'm sure is different too of course so it depends which company you work for and you know not every person's cut out for it or mm-hmm. they are so would I ever go back to it? I might go back to it one day later okay. in life, but I don't think it's like an ideal. It's not an ideal job to have if you're very family oriented and very close with your family and friends and your relationships in life. Mm-hmm. Like it's so hard to maintain all those and make time for all those when you're always gone. Yeah. You know, so if you're younger and you, you're not married, you don't have kids, it's a great job. Okay. You get to go see the world for a few years, travel around. Yeah. You know, for me, I realized, okay, I'm getting older and, you know, Stop. life is passing you're by. young. Stop. No. No. But we, can, we can go in on this for a little bit. What? I, like, I disagree with that so much of this concept of women and aging and... No, like, not just that. Like, life is just passing me by. That, like, I'm not getting any younger... And like what I posted on Instagram the other day, it's not worth it always to, you know, I love traveling and I love adventure and exploring. Mm -hmm. I love the aspect of that for the job. Yeah. But the payoff of, you know, losing away from time with family, you know, my little brother's sick. My Mm -hmm. first nephew is born. I lost my dad. So it's just like all these things. It's like I am losing out on time with like family and friends. Yes. In that sense. You know, building and maintaining the relationships that I have. Mm-hmm. So to say I won't do it later in life, I can't say that because I might. You know, if I ever have kids, they grow up, move out of the house, and I'm bored, I'm going to do it as a retirement job. Yeah, there you go. There are old ladies that do that. They yeah. go back to the airline after their kids are grown up, and it's their retirement travel job. Yeah, everything. So I could see myself doing that. That's smart. Like I said, start traveling in your golden years. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you made a good point. I said, if it's young people who maybe don't really have serious relationships or they're not really family oriented in this and that, those are all the things that you are. Like you are very close to your family in this yeah. So for you to muscle through that for three years. Well, I thrive off those. Like that is what helps make me who I am and make mm-hmm. me happier. Seeing my friends and family very frequently and having quality time with them, not rushed, you know, like, oh, I'm only in town for two days. Hurry up. I have to see mm-hmm. everyone and for an hour. But that's what I'm or, saying. That's what I commend you on is you did go through those, like, tough times for three years where you were living, you know, the airline life. But you're also, you are a very family oriented, very relationship oriented person. So yeah. kind of like how you said. The type of people that your job was not for was you. I know. <laughs> but you, you don't realize that until you're in it, living it. And then of you're course. like, you know what? I need my people. I need my connections. Yeah. And you don't realize. No one tells you really the cons of a job until you're in it. And then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, so this is what it's really like. Okay. It's not what it was all hyped up to be. Mm-hmm. But it's still a good job. Still. If anyone wants to go and apply and be in the airlines, do it. I say go for it. Yeah. But that's with any business venture, course, any anything. type of goal you have. Yeah. You should go after it. Yeah. Well said. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to take it back to your brother because I'm curious. 
we detoured a little bit, which I enjoy. Yeah. But that's, no, you're fine. Oh, like the whole airline conversation. That's a no, whole you're fine. Other. Yeah, no, we'll definitely get into that Session. one at a later date. But I mean, obviously, like you haven't really checked out my podcast since that. But like, it's very conversation based. Like we get kind of all over the place, so uh-huh. we have a good time. But so going back to your brother's diet and how you know that's very important. What is he? What's he like right now? Uh, well, he was. He's not eating good now he is because he just got out of the hospital Mm -hmm. but before he went in he just was not taking care of himself in his diet the way he should be especially with diabetes you know i think he focuses more on the cf aspect and Mm -hmm. i need to eat i need carbs i need you know lots of food and Mm -hmm. fatty food and i mean because he's only had diabetes for probably half the amount of time that he's had CF. So he's had to focus on CF longer and more. Mm -hmm. But it's like, you know, now you have to focus on both. You still need to worry about, you know, Mm -hmm. your sugar levels and stuff. Carb intake, all that. You know, you could go into diabetic coma. You could lose limp. There's all these other aspects of diabetes now Mm -hmm. added in. But, um, I mean, they have pretty regular diet. You just have to have more you know just more volume of food to keep mm-hmm. you feeling full and try you to keep have, some weight on yeah and you definitely have to uh take your enzymes so that mm-hmm. you can digest that food and keep it you know in your body longer mm-hmm. and uh they do recommend like you know weight gaining shakes like mm-hmm. a mass gainer protein that's i've tried to get him into you know like the fitness health health side like mm-hmm. I wish he would let me meal prep for him and like cook for him and like you know put him on a diet plan and like make sure he eats what he should eat um but he's just you know he's a boy he's gonna do what he wants yeah. and eat what he wants and I'm most t- of the time it's junk <laughs> there's this magic for well of course you know all experts and, and biologists and everyone who studies humanity there is this breakthrough period like the 25th year of life that's all of a sudden when the frontal cord uh the um, frontal lobe develops in the male brain it's like now okay we're a man we can filter everything properly until then we're just it's supposed to work like that supposed to but i think yeah i think they got the age wrong because it might be like 35 that that happens <laughs> and then or even 45, then yeah <laughs> it's all it's subjective to the individual mm-hmm. like i'm grateful i and it's weird like i tell anybody like i swear i felt mine actually tur- turn on in the last couple of years i was like oh now I... I can think clearly and not be a dumbass <laughs> that's good though because yeah like you said it's not it's not doesn't happen with every guy mm-hmm but like so i'm saying hopefully it's coming up for your brother sooner rather than later that way it just flips the switch and it's like okay cool now i should be meal prepping like kim's been recommending you know and get into the supplement part of researching i mean i wish he would do more research and find out what works for him because um so through instagram i Mm -hmm. do follow there's a few guys that i follow that have cf and diabetes and they're like bodybuilders too okay and they you know having their disease having cf or diabetes has made them want to go into nutrition or you know figure out what they can do to like optimize their health and Mm -hmm. their body weight and everything so one guy is huge he's like literally a bodybuilder who does like shows and he's huge and he has Mm -hmm. cf and he will share his 
I don't think that one has diabetes, mm-hmm. but he still knows has, about it. He still, yeah. you know, advocates will, for both sides of it. And yeah, and he'll post like what he eats and his meal regimen, and it, mm-hmm. it's like so that's it's where, like little so brother. It's right there. Food. It's so much food, though. Yeah. One, the money that it takes to eat to like you know get to that size. Yeah, and then the other guy, he does I think has CF and diabetes, so he will, you know, he posts a lot about controlling his diabetes numbers while still getting enough nutrients for CF mm-hmm. and I'm just like look get mm-hmm. Instagram and follow this guy and and nice that up. guy's really cool he actually lives in Australia but okay. he's he'll message me every now and then ask me about my brother and nice. I ask him questions sometimes about CF you know because my little brother's again closed off doesn't really like mm-hmm. to express anything about um his disease or himself or his emotions. Wow, men, just everything. All men are emotionally retarded for like the better wow. half of their younger years. It's 2020, so. we don't use the R word. That's it, offensive. Emotionally challenged. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it's it, It's yeah. something I'm trying to be a proponent of. I don't yeah. know what it is in this Western culture of men cutting themselves off from their emotional capabilities, their vulnerabilities, expressing it. Something I obviously struggled with for a very long time. I'm just barely learning it. It feels like a new tool. But it's awesome now that I can and communicate it effectively. I'm like, I wish more men out there could do this from a younger age and they can just yeah. see how their life will benefit from it. Yeah. Not only it's, their relationships, it's important. But I mean, it's just as important as your physical health, your emotional oh, of course. health, and to be emotionally tapped in mm-hmm. to everything. So. He's definitely still learning that. He's still probably getting there. Challenged, you know, well, in that area. <laughs> yeah, well, th- that's where this kind of ties into like what I've been reading, stuff like that ties into it is a lot of the science coming out these days shows that so much of our emotional capabilities, the way we express ourselves in this net, is not really controlled consciously. A lot of it has to do, like I said, if he change what he his food consumption is intake in this and that it has a direct the gut burn relationship has a direct correlation to then his way expresses his emotions his mood output everything and so some people speculate like okay maybe if you start putting what's changing what's different on their plate then you'll start seeing different results coming out of their mouth and then out of their actions and the way they act and the way they you know maneuver through life i can picture that i can definitely see that i know that some of the stuff that I've read about, um, like, not being vegan, but people that consume more plants and fruit mm-hmm. are generally happier people. Mm-hmm. Like, it literally will help your mood and boost you into feeling better, thinking better, all these things, mm-hmm. you know, the more plants and fruits you eat. And, I, I mean, I believe it. I, I can definitely see that. You know, I feel better whenever I eat cleaner like that, mm-hmm. you know, not processed crap, yep, no not high food. sugar, yeah, fried stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely see how that would affect what you think, what you say, a, a lot of things. Everything. You know? It's all connected and so many people deny it for, I don't know why we've denied it for so long, but everything in our body is way more connected than we think. Everything we put into our bodies is way, it's all connected. On all my hippy dippy stuff, it's it really is all connected. So it's like imagine tweaking his diet a little bit, and the next thing you know, his emotions start to change, and like his actions start. Maybe next thing you know, it's like you know, I could be more open to Instagram. I could be more open to following, you know, 
more advocates for CF and then these guys and this and that. Finding out, yeah. Because that's where, like, a lot of that book comes in. Like, I'm not trying to, like, totally center it, but it's just a lot that I've learned about it, is the gut-brain relationship is so sensitive and there's so much bacteria and fungi present in our intestines along with, like I said, some of the, um, isn't that where, like, the majority of the gene deficiency takes place for CF is in the intestines? Yeah, in the there's a large portion of it. And also, yeah, in the lungs. Those mm-hmm. are two main ones. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it popped up in there. It's like if you're taking care of the gut bacteria, or excuse me, the bacteria and fungus balance, fungi balance in the stomach and correlates to everything intestines, next thing you know, it can start to help and benefit CF symptoms and then mood and then overall livelihood. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I get curious about his diet. I'm like, you know, maybe ever tweaked it, go, I don't know, any of the popular ones, you know, like, Paleo, keto, you know, carnivore, vegan, have Believe you, your mom, me, or... we wish you <laughs> would follow any of those because I'm sure any of those would, you know, help them. But mm-hmm. again, you have to, the person who's doing it has to want it. He's an adult now. So, yeah. I mean, he has to want that. I mean, even be, him being in the hospital for 10 days, they had him on a special diet. Mm-hmm. Um, not that healthy, but... They controlled his sugars and watched, you know, kind of what he ate. And he thought he was in prison. He was like, oh they are, gosh. they're not giving me what I want. And, and what was he wanting? What was he just saying that he... Just junk, I'm sure. <laughs> like raising can like fast food, McDonald's mm-hmm. and just, you know, the worst things. But, and then he still had like a snack drawer. I don't know if you ever saw me post that, but like. There was just, he had like three drawers full of snacks. And I'm like, oh my God. I don't think I saw that. What was it? Like candies or like chips or what? It was just like what? chips, candy, Jeez. like so diet, well diet sodas. But I was just, oh gosh, he's a snack person. And like, a, he just eats junk. I, it's horrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of his emotional, either anger or whatever, does come from just the disease like it's depressing mm-hmm. to have a disease that you know you're never really going to be able to cure mm-hmm. you know well, you and it's exhausting feel crappy yeah it's exhausting every day you can't even just like there's plenty of people who have diabetes and they need to take insulin mm-hmm. every time before they eat you know ask those people like it's they get used to doing that routine but mm-hmm. Like, if you or me, just tomorrow, we woke up and all of a sudden, every single time before we had to eat, we had to do something Mm -hmm. to eat. We had to test ourselves. We had to take medication. Mm -hmm. We had to measure and do all that stuff. All that stuff. Yeah. We would probably eat less because it's like, no, like, that's too much hassle. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, so having a brother with CF and, like, realizing all these things that he has to do has definitely changed me and my outlook on things and... You know, sometimes it makes me do things that are hard that I don't want to do because I'm like, why am I complaining? Or, mm-hmm. you know, my brother can do this. I could do this. And, you know, Puts definitely. Things in perspective for you. Yeah. Definitely makes me more appreciative. Like, hey, at least I don't have to do this and I don't have to do all this. And, you know, I feel like more people should also think that way. Mm-hmm. You know, like be lucky, be happy that you can breathe without you know too much of like hindrance like you're not suffocating daily yeah people don't think about that the fact that you can breathe easy you literally have no medical condition that's inhibiting your breathing but people that choose you know to smoke cigarettes daily and they literally 
damage their own off. lungs by choice. It doesn't piss me off because teach their own. That's your own of choice. Course. But me, I personally have decided my whole life, like, I will not be a smoker. I'm not going to be a smoker. Mm-hmm. I hate cigarettes. Uh, I'm all for medicinal marijuana or even, you know, just people who want to do it in general. I think yeah. it should be legalized uh, fully. Legalized weed 2020? Yeah, but I yeah. myself would never smoke it. Okay. If I decided to partake in any of that, it would be in a different form. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, it's changed my health also, having a brother with CF. Made me want to uh, be healthier, become mm-hmm. an organ donor. Mm-hmm. So that was one of my other big advocacies was... Okay. You know, if you don't donate to raise for money for a cure, become a donor. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, things do happen. Accidents happen. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. A car accident. Something, anything could happen. Yeah. Knock on wood, but of course things do happen. Yes. Yeah. And so you... I became an organ donor Mm -hmm. and I completely agree because it's like yeah I would want every chance for my little brother to get Mm -hmm. a pair of lungs if he so chooses Mm -hmm. to want that route you know and the more organ donors there are the better yeah and then it made me realize like well I need to take care of my body if I want to like donate this to someone one day like you know I don't want to be living a horrible lifestyle always drinking smoking eating horrible you know, so I work out a little mm-hmm. bit more, take care of myself a little bit more. I don't know where you get this little bit more, like. That is a little bit more. No, I'm like, I'm, you, like, I, you seem about that fit life. You work out a lot more, like, I you look like you're killing it these days. Still enjoy my desserts. Well, of <laughs> course, there's nothing wrong with that. Tacos, nachos. I'm all, I still definitely enjoy those rhyme? things. What? Tacos, nachos. It looks like no, you're about to go find like in my head today. <laughs> right off the bat. Those, yeah. It is Tuesday. It's true. Tuesday, Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I, so I try to limit myself more, but. So I do you just go like extra, in. are you like a gym rat then, like six days a week or? I like the gym. Yeah. So I can definitely, it's easy, not easier, but for me, it's easier to go to the gym because I actually enjoy it. I like mm-hmm. it. It makes me feel strong. makes yeah. me feel healthy. So I love going to the gym and pushing myself and mm-hmm. lifting heavy. And But the hard part is the diet part. Mm-hmm. So that's also why I can't... It's almost like a hypocrite telling my brother, like, well, you need to try this diet for you. And I'm over here like... <laughs> Well, like nachos and all this horrible pizza, ice cream. Um, but you try to bounce it out, like I said, of being, you know, in the gym. That's, that's yeah, well, I'm so, curious about that. I know it's a struggle for him. How how much physical activity? So it's hard for him to do um, physical activity. He, I mean, it is good for them to work out mm-hmm. and do all that. But um, it's kind of hard because... There's a fine line where if he does too much working out, he'll mm-hmm. lose weight before gaining muscle. So he'll lose too much weight mm. and be unhealthy again. Um, like literally from one day to the next, one day he lost seven pounds. Like In 24 he hours? Went, he went to work out and like, you know, ate normal. Everything was normal. And literally the next day he had, he was seven pounds lighter. And it's like, okay, that's. You know, you got to watch it. And that's why I try to tell him, you know, you got to have more protein. Mm-hmm. You need to pack on all this stuff so that when you do work out, you know, 
it's fueling your workout Mm -hmm. and you know you can't just survive off mcdonald's and work out and be sick you know heck no you have to eat to feel yourself yeah Yeah. you have to eat to feel yourself and be able to do that so he's not working out right now you know he's just focused on trying to gain weight and Mm -hmm. get better i guess so that's his his goal and focus right now is not physical activity actually, gotcha. and it's always been hard. You know he can't really run because mm-hmm. his lung function. Of course, it'd be really hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, as it is, it's already hard to breathe, so he gets out of breath easily. Of course, it's always been hard for him to play sports growing yeah. up. You know, because once um, all that cardiovascular activity happens and yeah, doing my homework ahead of time for this, I saw um, a quick clip. It was somewhere in, I think it was England. And um, that's what this teenage girl was. They're balancing out her fitness with her being a CF, um, her having CF. And so what they did, it was pretty interesting. It relates to, I know this is random, but it's how it works. So like EDM, rave music, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. right? They've got it down to a science to where the music correlates to a certain beats per minute in the audience's heart rate. There's like a prime BPM they hit that where people are just vibe and jumping. It's good. Like that's, you go too high and people are freaking out and having a heart attack and all, and all the drugs and all stuff <laughs> to do. Too low and it's like lounge music. You mm-hmm. hit it just right and that's when it's just prime. Well, in this one they showed the trainer, he's like, if we can kind of, because of course, as soon as anyone with CF gets that heart rate up and they're breathing, those lungs, you know, can start getting them downhill real quick. He's like, if we can keep her at a certain tempo and her heart rate at a certain rate, it's just high enough to where she's getting the physical activity that she needed, but it's just under that threat level of triggering the CF to act in her lungs. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, that's what they're relating to, like beats per minute in, the, in EDM music and then heart rate levels in physical activity. And they kept her in that sweet spot. And she's actually able to do like boxing sessions and full on like physical activity. Ooh, I, wonder if, I guess I haven't seen that video. I watched a little like a lot of little clips and mm-hmm. YouTube videos on stuff, but I don't think I've seen that one. I might. Have, I'll go through my history and like it's send it to you. It's yeah, you should. Yeah, like, but with everything that you've talked about with him, there's these small little windows of opportunity for him to feel his best, whether yeah. it's between treatments or it's between you know downtime but that's what they're doing is they're like okay let's find that small window of opportunity for physical activity and for wellness with cf i don't want to say cf suffers but you know people with cf and like they find that boom and then let's capitalize on that and they said slowly over time they expanded it to where she could do maybe like 15 minute sessions keep that pretty regular of course a week she builds up the endurance stamina next thing like oh we have 30 minute boxing sessions we have 45 minute boxing sessions she's getting more shape she's getting more physically active so it's interesting yeah I mean, there's definitely people that have learned to adjust their self and their fitness level with CF. Like, just recently, I started following this guy who's also really, his his name on Instagram is like CF Fit or something. And he, okay. you know, talks about, he advocates and talks about, you know, adding fitness or, you know, adding fitness into your life with CF mm-hmm. or, you know, being able to do certain workouts when you have CF and... So just like, see, there you can. There is a way to be able to do it. It's mm-hmm. just one, you have to want to. Two, I'm sure you have to work a little bit harder at it than like you know you or me, like mm. normal, healthy individuals. Yeah, of course. You know? Is there like serious stuff aside? What's your brother's reluctance towards like social media or at least Instagram? Like he just has no he, interest in it. Is... I don't know. He has. He's more of a Snapchat person. He does have Snapchat, but who knows what he who he follows? What he follows. And then uh, he's rarely ever on, like, Facebook or anything. Facebook is lame, anyway. 
time. So I just have Facebook for all the sad and cute videos and family. I was like, Facebook yeah. to me is the high school reunion of, or it's like your hometown of social media. True, but like, still, mm. it's like still good to have, I guess, just for, for me, for family. That's where a lot of my family's on. I'm trying to get them all to like go to Instagram so I could just use like one social media. Because yep, I do hate using multiple social media. Of course, media. the more you're on it, the more it's just time consuming. Yeah. So but. I never use Snapchat really. Mm-hmm. Maybe once a month, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, he just doesn't. I don't think he cares about Instagram. He doesn't really mm-hmm. care about social media. Or... Well, because well, I imagine he's not like an anti-social person, is he? Like, you're extremely social. You're pretty extroverted. Your family seems awesome, energetic. No, he would. I would say he is, is he? more introverted. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He, he kind of just sticks to himself. He likes music, so he'll just like be in his room working on music for hours and that's what he does like works on music like he makes beats like and sounds he plays or uh a guitar electric guitar yeah. and he'll make his own beats and make his own music and stuff so that's yeah he is kind of introverted he's he likes his long okay. time with him and his music yeah. <laughs> his computer well i mean even still like man imagine if you just give him on instagram like he if he doesn't have to put himself out there too much but if what he follows is all tools to help, you know, him battle and start conquering his CF on a daily basis and become healthier, mm-hmm. then also he can put stuff out there like, hey, I'm, I have CF and then I make music and beats and you know, I play the electric guitar and stuff like that. And people are he like, should. hey. Believe me, I wish he would because yeah. he would, you know, basically advertise himself or, you know, yeah. music or whatever. And there, there are some of the people I do follow that have CF, you know, they're like, Instagram famous and have like mm-hmm. tens, twenty thousands of uh, followers, and you know, and they all each have their own draw and attention mm-hmm. to why people follow them, you know. And it's like, eh, that's just that's why I do it for him without yeah. him knowing. I'm on all these social medias like talking about his CF, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even know. So a like, good chunk of your followers is all CF related stuff. Some, and everything yeah, some yeah. of them. Um, and then, like, even recently from the Climb for the Cure thing, some woman contacted me who, I don't know if you follow a page called Love What Matters. Mm-mm, I'm not or something. with it. They're, like, a, like, they have probably, like, 100,000 followers on, like, Instagram and Facebook okay. or whatever. So they're a very wide platform. And they post, like, feel-good, heart-filling stories about, you know, anything. It could be someone saw a kind act. They wrote about it. or. Okay. You know, a family member, you know, talking about love and loss. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's their title. Good, love What Matters. Wholesome, yeah. heartfelt content. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she, like, actually, one of, I guess, their editors or something reached out to me on Instagram mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I'd love to do a story feature about you and your brother. You know, I saw that's all awesome. the things you're doing. So I know I just have to find time to actually, like, type up a rough draft of, yeah. like, his life and story. <laughs> But she's, of course, going to edit it, go over it. But, you know, for something like that, that's going to be publicly out there typed up. I want to, like, give it good time and attention. Yeah, you want to make sure to... Good story. Damn near perfect thing to put yeah. out there. So that, I definitely have to wait till I have time to sit down and, like, do all that. Mm-hmm. This, I, like, am appreciative that you brought me on here because this is just talking, flowing. Mm-hmm. No one's sitting there reading what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, right and, and editing everything, and yeah, yeah. Which I like. I told you ahead of time. Like, I'm grateful that you were down to do this and and just have the conversation because yeah, 
anything, like I said, anything to get the word out, <laughs> anything for the cause. <laughs> he, I swear there's going to be a moment in time within a couple of years where, like, next thing he knows, there's, like, cameras in his face and this and that. I know. And they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, your story's amazing. And so I was like, I keep to myself. And you're just going to be like, woo, it works. Yes. I'm yeah. like, I got it. You and your here. mom. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to embarrass him. I don't like overwhelming him or embarrassing him. So I you try respect not his space. to. So he might not know of anything I post on Instagram mm-hmm. about him. You know, little does he know. But you toe that line well of like, okay, it's my brother. And I still love him and respect him and what he wants. But then same time over here on your end, you're gung-ho about it. Yeah, like it's out important to, to me. And I don't think he knows how many people like know of him. How many of my friends are like, oh my God, Steven, like your brother, how is he, blah, blah. And he Was that imaginary know. or was that his real name? Steven. Okay, you did Steven. drop it earlier. You didn't yeah. want to. Well, it's on my social media. When I post about him, I say Steven, but okay, there you he, go. I'm sure he doesn't know all these people, mm-hmm. you know, know and see him on my social media. Same for my parents. I'm like, mom, everyone loves you. I post you on Instagram all No, the yeah, time, you did. <laughs> like, y'all's Taco <laughs> Cabana trips and all that yes. stuff. and yeah. I post her all the time, so she has her own fan base. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> so... There's going to be a moment in time where if that's what you choose and that's kind of where life takes you to where next thing you know, you're in a, you're in front of a large group of people or you're talking or you're speaking this and that. The whole audience is already be like, oh, Mrs. Lacombe. Oh, Steven. Like, and they're they're like, like, Like everybody knows y'all. Like, well, too late now. Mm -hmm. We see those social media accounts where like people's moms are famous and they don't even know why. And they're always like putting their mom on it. Yes. I want to get my mom there or or something or my brother. (laughs) No, they already are amongst like all your friends and stuff like that. Because we're like, hey. Yes, everyone loves my mom. My brother, he's harder to, he's a difficult guy. But (laughs) I'm trying to get him there. Trying to make him appealing to the people. (laughs) He just, even if he, I don't know, puts himself out there and just how he is. Where he's like, fuck off all of y'all or whatever his vibe is. People will love that too. (laughs) That would be him on those. He'd be like, Steven, tell me to fuck off. Fuck off. I I post like videos of him. He's always just looking at the camera like. Matt, like, what? Yeah, and I'm just, just like, like oh, my, my brother. Face. I love you And so my much. baby boys, I'm like, my bubba, <laughs> I love you. And he's just like. Staring death glare at you. Yep. <laughs> he's just flicking me off. That would be a cool uh, animation if someone did of, like, him in the middle finger. And then it's like, CF Advocate or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like well, this. no. There is a popular hashtag called Fuck CF. Hey, there you go. I try not to add it to all my posts about CF because I'm like, oh, my family's on here and maybe that's not the best hashtag for that. Ah, it's but okay. Everyone's adults. They know the little four little But, words. you know, a lot of people that have CF are, uh, they hashtag that fuck CF. Yeah. Which, yeah, fuck CF. Yeah. Well, especially because them having to deal with it in their life, like, I imagine, you know, develop a little bit of an attitude, a little bit of like, man, fuck this shit. Like, kind of like fuck cancer. Exactly. Like, so, like, yeah. rock that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, have that attitude and, you know, kick CF's ass every day and post about it. And Or else fuck. it'll kick your ass. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's funny, though. I'm sure there'll be a time where he comes out of his shell. And he, you know, gets a little bit more extroverted. He, I don't, he has to being around you and your mom. And I don't know if, I don't know about your dad too well if he's super extroverted or. Yes, we are. So we three are mainly like that. And then, no, my brother and my older brother are more, my brothers are more to themselves. Okay, never mind. Sometimes it works out like that. Like, it's just, I have a small family, you know, my older sister and my mom and dad, they're fairly introverted people. 
So then me, I'm just so you are just the crazy pure extroverted. Out. I'm not crazy. I'm all right. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty no, normal. you're pretty crazy. No, I'm all right. Pretty weird. But, pretty crazy. Thanks, pretty extroverted. It. We'll use the nice term extroverted. Yeah. So uh, I still have I have faith in Stephen that his extroverted side will come out. But yeah, sometimes it just happens like that with family. So you have like the people who play that role of hey, they're the introverts or they're the extroverts. And, but even if he doesn't, that's why I'm here. Because yeah. I'm the bigger sister with the louder mouth and the advocacy for him. So yeah. he doesn't have to. He can sit there. And that's what... So my personal hashtag for him, I don't know if you've ever seen on any of my things, uh, is I breathe for my brother. And that's kind of like my that. motto. Yeah. And I even have a shirt. Every time I do a race, I wear that shirt that says I breathe for my brother. Okay. Because it's kind of like, yeah, like I'm not... I can't physically breathe for him, you know. Yes, if I, it's, if it's I could, symbolic. I would. Yeah. But you know, but that's why I take care of my lungs, take care mm-hmm. of my health, so that you know I can live and I can hopefully help him in the process. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes he's the reason why I do what I do, and the things, and he helps push and motivate me. So I breathe for my brother. That's, that's awesome. My hashtag. Yeah. You have really good self-talk. Like from what you're talking about, like you, like you're very active. It seems like in your mind of like talking yourself through the things you do or why you do what you do. I'd like to think so. A lot and of I like are. to think I get that from my mom. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty mentally strong women. <laughs> That's awesome. Your mind well, is a powerful thing. So it's the most powerful tool we have. Definitely able to use it to motivate yourself to do things or get through things. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, your mind can make or break you, and that's why I think I've said like. I don't think I've ever actually been depressed because, and maybe that's because I've never even allowed myself to get to that you point. You're already you know, mentally like, I've okay. already tried to prevent it and, you know, mentally done the things to strengthen my emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so many people don't even know why they're in the situations they're in or why they feel the way they do and this and that. That's because they don't have that mental powerhouse going of like working through those emotions and talking themselves out of yeah. it. Yeah. So that's awesome. You got that from your mom. Like, yeah. Your mind's a powerful thing. And there's even, like, been studies, or, you know, there's, like, a saying, I guess, that says, you know, even if you're not happy, tell yourself you're happy. Mm-hmm. Wake up every day and say, today I'm going to be happy. Today mm-hmm. I'm happy. And if you say it enough and you think it enough, eventually you really do start becoming more happy. Yes. And some days I would have to do that. And some days, guess what? It worked because even if you just act like you're happy, like you may not be yeah but, but if you're you trying or if you're subconsciously kinda, raise your endorphin whatever all that your good stuff. hormones get scientific moves. On them. yes i don't know the term kim boot phd <laughs> but, <laughs> but you subconsciously raise yes. all those levels and eventually you are happier you are you know and and it's true you know it's funny don't tell them that you ever have those people where they're like Oh, really? Just tell myself to be happy? Oh, it's that fun. Yeah. And like, yes, like, you know, people like get their feelings of feeling down or depressed. Like, yes, those are validated. And like, we don't want to take anything away from that. But when on the other side of the, gra- the grass can be a little greener and you can tell yourself like, hey, I can talk myself out of it. Like, yes, I may not be happy. But like you said, if you wake up in the morning, you're like, you know what? I'm going to be happy today. I don't feel like it. I'm going to be happy today. I'm kind of down dumps. I'm going to be happy today. Okay, maybe I feel a little bit. You, you have to fight yourself yeah. on it. Yeah. And you're the person that can help yourself more than anyone else, oh, yeah. you know. 
of course, yes, you should reach out. You know, if you need help, even if you don't even directly say like, hey, I need help. You know, you can tell your friends and family, like, make plans with me. Do something with Mm -hmm. me. Get me out of the house. Let's go hiking. Let's like you be the one to make the plans. But that's still in a way reaching out for help, not just dealing with it on your own. Mm -hmm. Because being with these people that help you feel better makes you feel better. Yeah. So, yeah. It's funny how it's not rocket science, but some people would treat it like that. Or they'll make it so For much some larger. For some people it is. You know, some people it is. They get very overwhelmed and, mm-hmm. you know, let it consume them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how they get into deep depressions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder. It's, it's like you're about to go over the edge and you know you're about to go over the edge. So you do stuff to prevent it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes once you're just so far down... Yeah. You know, it's much harder to get back out and get, you know, think happy yeah, thoughts to course. make yourself feel better. And that's when, like I said, in those moments of those people do need help, of course, there's no there's no problem with ever asking for help. Like, you know, it takes a very strong person to reach out and to ask for help. Or so. even like, you know, medical help or anything, you know, yeah, medicine, well, yeah. stuff, whatever you got to do to help yourself. You should do that. Of those course. things. Regardless of what you might, you know, people might think or this and that, like whatever it takes to get that help, always do that help. Where do you think your your mom got it from? Something she was just born with? Is it from grandma? Probably it... from just having a hard few teenage years. Yeah. So she was on her own at 17. Both her parents just kind of left her, like with a mortgage, like left, their, left her to live alone at their house. What? And she like was in her final year of high school and she had to get like two side jobs to like pay to live there because mm-hmm. if not she would have been homeless. Yeah. So she Any just siblings from, or just her? Her sisters were older and they like had okay. gotten married and moved to other states. So she yeah. was just alone. Senior and, in high school trying to figure it out. Yeah. And had a house payment all of a sudden and just, you know, had to figure it out. And so she's always kinda had that mentality like, sorry, no pity for the week. Like she will sympathize for people. She has sympathy. But she's also just like, I don't feel bad for you. Like when you're in bad situations and you're like, poor me, and you can't help yourself, she doesn't have sympathy Mm -hmm. for that. And I think that's passed on to me because that's where I get that you can do it. You can make yourself feel better. You can be happier and better and help yourself. And, you know, it's just from seeing her get through life Mm -hmm. and power through so many horrible things. And I'm like, wow, like, my mom's made it through that. I could make it through that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm just like my mom, mm-hmm. which I am. I'm very similar to her. Well, y'all are like two peas in a pod, too. So. We are, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Every time we go out or anywhere, people are like, wow, y'all are like twins. They're like sisters. You're like the spitting image of her. You're just like your mom. I'm like, yeah. Like, now yeah. I take it as a compliment. I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah, no, it's a I big compliment. Isn't it funnier how when you're younger, like, you wouldn't take things like that as a compliment? Mm-hmm. And they're like... I'm like, my mom, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, you're so right. I get that these days because I guess the older I'm getting, people will tell me all the time I look more and more like my dad, and I didn't for the longest time. And then I act like him too. And like, same thing, like mothers with their daughters and fathers with their sons. It's just the way it works. But these days I'm like, hell yeah, because my dad's an awesome guy. And he's, yeah. You know? So that's true. That's good, though, that you can embrace it, that we get to the age that we can embrace it. Mm hmm. I think this is a prime age, like 
mid to late 20s and the world we live in this and that and like so much opportunity and everything that's there for us i think it's ideal i think um i get what for what (laughs) for for everything like for absolutely everything for what you want to do with life and i think a lot of the time like um, we kind of touched on this earlier where i guess there's those societal expectations like oh if you're at a certain age you should start doing these things like family or marriage or relationship and this and that and people put that pressure on themselves but like you're not on anyone's timeline but your own you don't need to have an engagement in a wedding by 28 29 30 like no like yeah i don't think it's about not for everyone it's mm. not about wanting it i definitely think yeah you shouldn't go by a timeline because that's what's expected mm-hmm. you know you need to do what you want to do yeah. people that's do that then they end up unhappy single forever and traveling the world which there are a lot of flight attendants like i met so many people who they're doing that job because they don't ever want to get married mm-hmm. they don't ever want kids they want to live a single nomadic lifestyle mm-hmm. just place to place yeah. don't even care where they go don't want to stay in the same place for more than a few days. Mm-hmm. And that's perfect for them. That is the perfect job. They know job. themselves. They know that's yes, what they want. Yeah. And that's great. And people that tell those people, like, when are you going to settle down? When are you going to have kids? It's like, that's not everyone's mm-hmm. path. But for people that do know that that's what they want out of life, like, mm-hmm. yeah, then definitely do things that help you pursue that life. Of you course. Know? You got to wonder, those are always the people who come at, like I said, for example, those flight attendants with that type of dialogue. It kind of sounds like it comes from a place of envy. They're like, shouldn't you settle down in this house? Like, or are you actually kind of envious of their, you know, free lifestyle? And you wish you could have done more traveling. Some or... people, I'm sure. People, I mean, people would always message me like, please, like, post more about your travels. Like, I live through you. And Whoa. it was like a lot of people that, you know, they are like either stay-at-home moms or already have their kids young and just you know they don't have they don't explore and like adventure as much and they're just like you know i love seeing your stuff because it's something i've always wanted to do but never did mm-hmm. and i'm like go do it, girl yeah go do it, dude yeah well i mean for some of them it is harder because they do of have course. kids and stuff but you know but i think that's nice to know like okay that i am living some people's dream yeah. i am doing what you know and that just goes to show there's always going to be someone who looks at your life and thinks wow I wish I had their life. Mm-hmm. I wish I was like them. I wish I, wish I, had I Kim could. Boot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no one is envious or wish they had. Uh, Kim boot. No, so, so, no yeah. one wishes they were in a cast or a boot or like disabled for a period of time. But you know, so it's just it's like anytime you feel in down or something, just be like, hey, there's people out there that literally wish they were living my mm-hmm. life right now. Like, you know. Don't feel so down about it. or yeah. And that's not you tooting your own horn or, you know, blowing no. your head up. Like, no, it's just, it's true. Like, there would be people who would take your spot in a heartbeat. Yes. Like, you have things pretty that well. That you might be more advantaged than them in or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just, be appreciative for where you're at and what you're doing. That's how I see it. No, I agree. Yeah. So, what, speaking of what you're doing and where you're going and stuff like that, what's coming up for you in the future? Is Do you do... Climb for CF, is that your one event of the year? Or do you do... There's other smaller ones. Well, for me, I say smaller because I'm not as dedicated to those. But, um, like, there's other, like, Walk for the Cures. Or there's, mm-hmm. like, we had one a few months ago at the zoo, San Antonio Zoo. And okay. it was just, like, a mile walk. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's... Uh, it's not as big and there's not as many funds raised for that event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, this past event, I think they raised total... Like $300,000 or something. Like a big amount. So that's yeah. like a pretty big fundraising effort. 
Um, there's another thing called, I think, something with country. It's like with boots or something. Of I don't even know. Texan is foo. <laughs> for CF. <laughs> no, but my parents go to that one. Mm-hmm. And like, there's just different events all throughout the year. Okay. I mean, there's definitely different times where they are, you know, want to raise funds. Because it's a ongoing effort. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no cure, so... They're always going to want to come out with... always going to be funds for research. Yeah, and there's always, always going to want of course. stuff for betterment of people with CF. So that's why I'll always continue doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, whether my brother's here or not, I'll probably still always, you know, fight for that. Something is important to me. Fundraise for that. Mm-hmm. So. And he's going to be here for many more long, happy years. He better if he gets his butt in shape. And <laughs> is it one of those like... eating horrible and just... Uh, it's hard you should just make him an instagram account and then follow all those like powerful cf people that you follow and then just like force it on his phone maybe one day that's good yeah. i'm gonna make him instagram famous without him knowing it one day mm-hmm. i'm just gonna be like oh by the way your instagram and this is who you follow yeah, you got a blue check mark you're verified yeah and now you have to keep up with your health in your life because it's too late you're already here you already made it <laughs> you should just get him like a like a quick like iphone xr or something like that and just have it on there just for that and one day when it's all big just toss it to him you're like here you go this is your responsibility now mm-hmm. that would be Good. funny log on through his phone mm-hmm. in his sleep put a thumbprint just wow. <laughs> this is his instagram yeah I should and he could be the number one cf celebrity so to speak spokesperson hopefully yeah that's a goal no there's right there. a cool girl in um california i think and Shout her, her, out. her name is i think miss fight to breathe or okay. something and um she's actually like on her second lung transplant Dang. she's in she's almost as old as my brother she's like 25 she's young wow. for having two yeah. lung, major lung transplants and uh she's actually married like has like the greatest husband who like takes care of her mm-hmm. is her main care provider and like she has so many followers and in fact i want to look her up because yeah do it yeah let me see an example of that real quick she's like, she's like always talking about it and updating it and uh she's kind of you know famous you for say she's being... like the cystic fibrosis queen of ig yes yeah fight to breathe oh there she is kaylee okay she has eighty-one thousand followers but she's always posting about cf stuff and lung transplant and medicines and like the daily struggle and it's just so cool to see her like survive through two different lung transplants like that's how long i've been following her like i saw her you know Mm -hmm. wanting to raise funds for one of her lung transplants because they're so expensive lung transplants are the the most expensive organ transplant you can get like probably what hundred thousand two hundred thousand like Uh, probably around there yeah yeah, probably around a hundred thousand i think and then look at her living life like traveling she's with her man and that's because she a lot of the things she's been able to do is because of cf like she has all these connections now and people mm-hmm. invite her out to things and of invite course. her to do things and you know she's cf instagram famous yeah and, and then it's so cool that's incredible her being so vulnerable and transparent like showing mm-hmm. scars and and you know the ugly side of cf yeah, yeah both of it not only traveling when she's healthy but also hey in the hospital when she's not healthy mm-hmm. so she's really cool jeez yeah we're gonna put a steven on that we're gonna, we're gonna get him on that instagram game 
I'm going to, yeah. Where does your um Instagram payment? You run by twenty four hour clock military time. Where does that come from? I just noticed the that. airline yeah. because we would go by Makes military sense. time yeah. or we would try to, but and now it's just a habit. Like mm-hmm. I haven't. It's way it more easy. Well, now I know how to tell military time, yeah. so I'm always like, oh, 22-17. Like, <laughs> you ever do that to like your friends who don't get it? And you're like, oh, we'll meet you at 2300. And they're like, why? Or sometimes I'll glance at my phone, though, and I will forget the two in front. So then I say the wrong time, and I'm like, wait, it's military time. Mm, like, what clock am I looking at? Like, mm-hmm. And I'll be off by like two hours or something. Because <laughs> 1400 is two o'clock. Yeah. So I'll see the four, and I'm like, oh, it's 4 p.m. That one gets everyone and every time. And someone's like, what? I thought it was two. And I'm like. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. It's two. Let me look at that again. <laughs> 1,400 and four give me every time. But then it's like 1,500, three. Like that one doesn't get mixed up, but it's like said the fours in it mm-hmm. every time. And I guess it's just how you, how quick you look at your phone or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So any more questions about um, CF? I know. Yeah. You're, I know. Yeah. Looking, like how long do these podcasts normally However last? long you want to. I know. But yeah, you worked. I worked in this and that. I know. Um, we're both hard workers. Well, you so more than I. I just around all day and listen to bs whatever you deliver things don't you yeah but that's physical manual labor is it not that's all right that's working hard mm. that's like exhausting i just work act a, extra nice to some of my customers that they have like forklifts and stuff they kind of do oh okay yeah. all right. i just bat my eyelashes a little bit and that's it and just cruise around listening to stuff all day okay and the guys just fall for it right you just bat hey it's 2020 Guys are pretty promiscuous. It gets a little weird out there. Okay. That's true. That's yeah, true. they don't care. You gotta care. be careful out there. Yeah. Don't bat your eyelashes mm. on just anyone. And they'll be like 56-year-old man, so you're like, oh, you're a boomer. You come from that generation. And they're like, oh, no, I'm with the times. Oh, Yeah, okay. he's like, no gracias. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But um, is, is climb for CF? That's the biggest one? That's the biggest I'd say that's year? one of the biggest okay. ones. Yeah, in San Antonio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because each different state has their own little climb or race for the cure mm-hmm. that's specific to their city or state. I gotcha. So is for there, here, that's one. And is there like a national, like the one big event or the big show? I don't think no? so. Not that I've heard about or seen, you know, just like it's it by region. There's regions for mm-hmm. the CF fundraising. So like, I guess we're the southern region or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my goals for this year is to try and get more involved in the actual CF advocacy. Like, there's a group of people that, you know, they're part of a board. Like, my parents are part of. Of course. So, just getting more involved with that. Yeah. And seeing what I can do in that aspect. That would be good. Yeah. And other than that, just trying to whip my brother into shape, make him healthier. Yeah. Spend more time with him, you know, get closer again, so... But you have, you know, more of that time. Yes, and now, like you said, you are local again. You're not always, you know, yeah. jet-setting, but you're still super busy, so I'm trying to find that time. But at least now, after a long day of work, I can still, hey, I have an hour. Let me go mm-hmm. by and see my family real quick, or mm-hmm. let me go see my friend real quick. You know, I have time mm-hmm. in that aspect, you know. Yeah, so that's Will good. I be exhausted? Yeah, will it be, like, a lot of quality time right after mm-hmm. work? No, but still nice will it be know. a little energy and time consuming like today yeah i know sorry, sorry <laughs> but i'm super grateful no 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 for you not for me like i'm grateful for it because you know you're able to come and do it but yeah but more cf stuff to happen in the future more you advocating and being public about it so it's gonna be good yes tell the people where they can follow kim boot 
Kim so, Boots. I'm changing my <laughs> no, Instagram right? name, so <laughs> if you can't find it. It's going to be um, Kim Boots. But what is it right now? What's your handle? Let them know where they can follow. Kim La 808. So Kim LA 808. Until I change it to Kim Boots. I swear, if you do, <laughs> I, that would, I'd be so happy being a Just part of that. <laughs> right? Get all the foot freak, <sighs> Even more freak, so. broken foot mm, freaks mm, I swear, me. if any of my guys are in this and like, hey, you got like a foot girl? I'm going to be like, you, shut, your, you got shut your mouth. A broken leg Don't girl scare her off show? already, you freaks. You got a broken leg girl on your show? Okay. <laughs> Kim boot. Yeah, I want Kim's boot. <laughs> no, hey. but it's Kimla808. Cool. Yeah. Everyone go follow her. Keep up with all the CF stuff. When Everything I post after. about it, the other yeah. shenanigans, ignore. <laughs> nah, follow, support, all the good stuff, everything, all with the crazy life of Kim. Well, gonna be good. There's going to be some good things. It's going to be a good year, and I'm, I'm excited for everything you're going to do. I think it is. It's already started off really well, so I'm excited for That's it. That's good. Yeah. Definitely starting off better than last year ended. <laughs> good. That's good, yeah. It seems like, yeah, you've just taken off 100 miles an hour, and you're doing great, so that's good. And, you know, I'm happy to see that. Staying positive. Yeah. Yeah. You have to stay positive, stay happy. Yeah. Good deal. Awesome. Well, you crazy freaks, make sure to go follow her. And uh, we'll see you in the future. Hopefully, yeah. We'll have another segment. Have you on again? Yeah. Yeah, talk about more stuff. More airline stuff. The secrets of the airlines. Coming soon. We'll have stories. (laughs) All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Man, oh, man. What an episode. I had a great time. I'm sure you all did too. Thank you all for tuning into the show and thank you to our amazing show sponsors. Thank you to the Anchor app, the best, most effective way to get your podcast up and running, guys. If you're interested in creating a podcast, you know exactly where to go. It's what I use. I love it and I know you all will love it too. So go download the Anchor app from the App Store or the Google Play Marketplace today. And thank you to Fresh Clean Tees, the best, most comfortable, most amazing shirt apparel brand out there. I love them. I can't, I can't say enough about them. Fellas, all of y'all should be wearing fresh clean tees. Make sure to click the link in the show notes below and go check them out and go get you some. And super big ultra thanks to Kim and her time for this conversation. It, I mean, it was incredible not only to be more educated about the medical condition of cystic fibrosis, but just seeing her passion for her brother, who she loves very much. And I think we can all take something away from that of... You know, when when you have your people in your life that you just love and will do anything for, nothing is is too far out of reach. You see how hard she works for it, and it's just a shining example of what any and all of us can do. Um, so definitely, you know, go follow her. Keep up with her. Her page is awesome. Everything she does to, to raise more awareness towards cystic fibrosis is incredible. And if you all are feeling charitable, definitely when those events come around throughout the year, you know, uh, give a little. A little bit goes a long way and everybody just, you know, chimes in a little bit and it can make a world of difference and you feel great doing it too. So guys, can't thank you again enough for tuning in to the show and um, also make sure to, you know, like, subscribe, share, leave a five-star review, let us know how we're doing and, you know, it would mean the world to us because the more y'all interact with that side of the podcast, you know, commenting, sharing, and reviewing it, it helps beat that algorithm monster and just get more of this out there and to continue um, to reach more guests and, and to continue to grow this thing. So it means the world to me, and I can't thank y'all enough. It's going to be a great time. So until next time, all love. <laughs>